0: Thank mm-hmm. you. group, session four. Welcome back for our fourth session, everyone, Nova said as she joined the circle. Do you all mind if I go first, Reginald asked the group. It's just well, I've been having quite a bit of anxiety about you all since last week. The group members nodded as they waited for Reginald to continue. The stillness grew in the room. Tony broke the tension. I hope I haven't said anything that has upset you, Reginald, he asked. Reginald composed himself and began. Oh, no, nothing like that. It's just I've been worrying about someone leaving and then thinking perhaps I should leave the group. I don't want to. It's just, I'm not sure I could stand being left again. I think I mentioned when we first met that I have a fear of being rejected. Reginald exhaled deeply. Actually, it's bigger than that. I wonder if any of you might leave and I wouldn't know what happened or why. I don't mean to be melodramatic. I know everyone would likely be okay but it's the not knowing that causes me great anxiety. I care for you all already. I think a couple of us have already said we don't want anyone to leave, but Dolly, it really worried me when you sounded so definite about believing you were not wanted here. I know this is my stuff from childhood, but it's really been playing on my mind. I'm working on things privately, but I think I need to share my anxiety with you so I feel freer with your choices to stay or leave. We aren't prisoners here, and I don't want to pressure anyone to stay through guilt or other. I do know we are all here of our own choice, and I suppose seeing you here shows me you all find this a valuable experience too. Reginald looked about the group members. Anyway, I just felt I needed to say that straight off the mark, or perhaps I wouldn't. Thank you, Reginald. Does anyone have any thoughts or feelings about this? Nova asked. I really like how you show how valuable you believe we all are, Helena said. Your family must feel lucky to have you in their life, she added. Reginald felt his heart flutter as he felt anxiety well in him. Well, I'm not sure how true that is, he said, feeling tears well in his eyes. Helena felt surprised. She saw Reginald as an ideal partner compared to her own ex-husband. But you are such a caring man, don't I see that, she asked. The group sat quietly, ready to learn more about this man in the expensive business suit. Well, I suppose I don't communicate my emotions so well at home, Reginald shared. I spend a lot of time at work to give them all I can afford. I suppose that's my emotional currency. So you mean you buy their love, Paul asked? Reginald felt stunned by the question. I suppose you could say that, Paul. I mean, I know I love them all dearly, but I'm so damn frightened of any of them leaving me. Well, I think I've created something of a family system It's very focused on things, trips, cars, holidays, and fancy homes. Reginald told himself out loud as the group listened. So what would happen if the tap runs dry, Paul asked. Reginald nodded. Right, well, I'm not saying they're all superficial or even spoilt brats, Reginald sighed sadly. Let us say I've afforded my family a lifestyle that requires me to work long, hard hours. However, it's backfired in some ways as they have often holidayed without me as I've had to work, but I don't know another way to be. Reginald felt claustrophobic and began to pull at his tide. But you haven't said what you think if the tap runs dry like Paul asked, Dolly commented. Well, what could I offer them, Reginald asked. Just you, Trixie said. Reginald shook his head. Yes, well, I'm afraid that's too big a risk. Helena felt stunned by Reginald's disclosure. I'm sorry, Reginald, I'm finding it hard to compute what you're saying. You seem to be a thoughtful and kind man. Why wouldn't that be enough, she asked. Reginald looked lost. Well, I suppose I have never felt enough, but there has been good reason for that. Poor mum and dad lost their daughter and, well, it was all I could do to stay out of their way to let them grieve. It's a complicated story, perhaps for another time, but I know it has left me fearing I will be abandoned, Reginald explained as he pulled a tissue from the box sitting on the table beside him and blew his nose. So can I ask something, Tony asked. Did you get to grieve your sister? Reginald looked at Nova then back to the group. Well, things happened in a strange way. I didn't know my sister was sick. She was just gone one day. Then so were my parents. And then I found out what happened, but I wasn't allowed to mention anything, so I didn't upset Mom. Anyway, it's a childhood trauma I'm working through privately. I suppose that's why it's so damn painful to hear anyone else say they may leave. I think it triggers a lot for me. Reginald cheered. Wow, Reg. Reg. It helps me make better sense of you. Thanks for sharing something of your childhood. Makes me feel like I should really better understand the impact some of the things that happened when I was a kid. That was the beginning of the building blocks for my somewhat nihilistic position, Paul shared. Well, most of us have complicated childhoods, but it's the here and now that matters, Dolly said bluntly. Trixie scowled at Dolly. Dolly, why are you always so blunt? Dolly looked back, glaring. What do you want me to say? I'm sorry that happened to Reginald, but he did survive it, you know, and very well by the sound of things, she posited. Trixie shook her head, then laughed. "Geez, Dolly, you are one tough woman. Dolly raised an eyebrow. Well, it doesn't do anyone any good sniveling about what can't be changed, she said, then turned to Reginald. You've done well for yourself, Reginald. I'm not I'm sure it's not all bad. Reginald nodded. You're right, Dolly. I can think my way to feeling grateful for all I have with my family and even my career. But it's the feeling of abandonment, grief, and rejection that motivates my life. I could do with being a little more accepting of life on life's terms. I think that's what you're saying, right? he clarified. Yes, Dolly said loudly. Finally, I'm understood, she called out, giving Trixie a look of contempt, then dropped it as soon as it appeared. Tony smiled as he watched Dolly. Dolly, that's the first time I've seen you smile. It suits you, he told her. The group looked at Dolly to capture what Tony had just seen, but the smile had vanished. Well, I'm not made of stone, you know, Dolly quipped. I have been known to laugh, too, on the rare occasion, she added, poking fun at herself just a little. Dolly, I think you're softer than you want others to know, Paul said with a grin. Dolly shook her head. She was done playing for now. Helena looked about at everyone. You know, appearances are so deceiving, aren't they? What do you see, Helena? Nova asked. Well, I see Dolly, She looks efficient and stern, but I'm just beginning to see more, like the beginnings of a dry humor. Then Paul, all casual, romantic, and arty, yet albeit somewhat fatalistic. Then Tony. Of course, it's easy to see his attention to detail by his grooming and kind, open face, but I'm beginning to see a frustration just under his skin. Helena looked about. Then Reginald, of course, with his beautiful suits and lovely diction, hiding his vulnerability about being good enough, yet dressed in a suit, watch, tie, and cufflinks that scream to the ordinary world, he is more than good enough. And then Trixie, confident-looking and manicured to the T, and so trendy and attractive, yet troubled by a reflective moment that brought her to her knees, "'I don't really know my point. "'It's just I find you all incredible,' Helena added. "'Hang on a minute,' Dolly called out. "'You can't sit here and give a rundown of the group "'and leave yourself out. "'Where is your personal account?' she asked, "'as the others agreed, shaking their heads. "'Helena laughed awkwardly. "'I'm not sure if I can do myself. "'I haven't looked in the mirror for... "'I can't remember. "'Honestly, I cannot remember.' Helena revealed. What? Dolly exclaimed. How can that be? Surely you look in the mirror when you get dressed for work, brush your teeth, hair, she added. Helena felt self-conscious. Actually, I have avoided looking at myself for years, Helena told the group. It sounds weird saying it out loud, but I feel almost ashamed to admit it. It is the truth. Helena confessed to herself, something she hid from. "'But why?' Trixie asked. Helena lowered her head. "'I suppose I have a lot of shame,' she explained. The group fell quiet as they sat with Helena's truth for now. "'Well, I'll do yours,' Tony said, picking the group tempo up a little as they all listened. "'You are a conservative-looking woman.' with long hair tied in a bun so it doesn't get in the way of your day-to-day runnings. But you are keen to set yourself free and pull that bun loose. And I, for one, can't wait to see the day. Helena put both hands to her mouth excitedly. Thank you, Tony, she said happily. I hope one day that will be true. Thank you, everyone, for your thoughtful work tonight, Nova said. You've all been working together now for just one month. How are things going? Are you finding the group work interesting, fulfilling perhaps, or otherwise? Nova asked. The group nodded as they looked about at each other. Yes, Nova, Dolly said. I don't really think you are useless at running group. I think I might have just been a little annoyed at you, she said with a coy smile. There it is, Tony exclaimed. What? The group asked. Dolly's smile. It was the briefest of sights, but it was there. The group ended tonight with a sense of being a unit working as one.